Okay, so yesterday's daf was number 94, which means that today is 95. Is that right? Wait, no, am I no, up by no, one? No, no, no. I'm one ahead. Yesterday was 93. Right, we finished the part. Yesterday was 93. Today is 94. Yes, okay, let's, get to, let's do the review of 93, then we'll get to 94. Have a mind that our learning should be a schus for the Indian and Yisrael. Also, all the sick guys. Yeah, all those sick so. people that need a refuah. Um, yeah, well, in Eretz Yisrael, they need Yeshua. <laughs> There's sick, <laughs> sick people everywhere, unfortunately. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, it's all Wolf set. Wolf Anyway, it's all right. It's all good. Anyway, so we'll get started on the review. Have in mind uh, that our learning should be a schus. Um, Lili Nishmas Yitzchak Kashel Ben Avram Bidalia for Shlema for Chava Bas Chavaleya Bas Abi Hadas Bas Ronya Amy Bas Tvora Zivto Ben Chasha Miriam Bas and Yisrael and you have a long list Yitzchak Ben Yal Zahava Chaim Ben Gittel right. Chavabas Dalia Hinda and Sarabas Yochebed. All those who need it. And with that, let's get started on the review of yesterday's daf. So, we're, um, we're uh, yesterday we were continuing along with the, um, the various uh, quotes, very interesting quotes. So, um, I believe that uh, we're starting from the uh, uh, Oh yeah, a hungry dog um, <coughs> that's one Eats its own dung Eats its own dung, right A hungry dog will eat its own dung or rocks and that's, um, we said that the nefesh re'eva kol mar masok um, That's why uh, it's always uh, dangerous to go food shopping on a fast day <laughs> <laughs> you buy more, okay? <laughs> anyway. Well, um, anytime before a meal. Right, right. When you're fasting, especially, you're like really hungry and um, whatever. Just that's how Or even Sunday morning when you're tired, they show up here. Right, exactly. Anyway, um, another one is um, uh, uh, that the, the people say that uh, the, the, bad, the bad tree goes by the bad tree, meaning you'll find like birds of a feather will flock together. Um, and he said, this is so well established. It's written in the Torah. It's written in the Nevi'im, written in the Ksuvim. It's learned in the Mishnah and in the Brisa. It travels. It travels, yeah. The trees don't travel typically. Can you imagine? Right, but that's where they like to hang out. Somehow they hang out together. Two troublemaker trees find each other. So we have a Pasuk Ve'il, a case of Elishmuel. Right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Join the club. Okay. Um, next one is uh, they gather to Yiftach Anashim Rikim. And the Ksuvim it says, Kol Oflamino Yishkon of an Adam Lidomelo. So that's uh, actually, yeah. by the way, that Pasuk, which is birds of a feather flock together, is actually yeah. from Ben Sira. It's not in real. 
It's been Sira. It's been Sira, that's right. And he snuck in here. Yeah, we said people don't like that. People won't pay too much attention. Mishnah is a Mishnah in Kalim, Kalim Mechubar Lutami Tami, Kalim Mechubar Lutar And in the Brisa, Rabbi Lazar says, why is it that a Zazir goes to the raven? It's because it's the same species, it's related, and that's like the same together. They're right, and therefore it's a non kosher species. Another one, Rava said to Rabbi Murray, uh, people say, um, if, you, um, if you gave a person musr and he didn't respond, so then throw the wall down on him. Like, just let him, uh, you know, that's it. You know, like, yeah, you don't care anymore. You know, like, if he's not uh, taking heed, it's not your problem. You tried. Okay, and he said that's a puzzle. Um It says, Yan tahartich, velo tahart, mitumasich, lo tahariot. And um, another one is people say, if you drink from a well, don't throw dirt in that well. And that is Pasuk in the Torah. Yeah. We benefited from them. So don't, uh, don't uh, be extra hard, harmed. Don't cause them harm. Rabbi said to Rabbi Mari, another one, um, it wears this idea that if you'll ha- carry with me, then I'll carry. Otherwise, I'm not. Meaning, if you're going to help me, then I'll do it. <laughs> Otherwise, not. And so Yitzchak says, because uh, 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 Barak said, if you go with me, then I'll go. This is Barak talking to Devorah. If you're not, I'm not going. Another one is uh, the, the rabbi, people say when they were small, they were mighty, but then they're older, they realize that they're uh, not that strong. Meaning, uh, we so. And that's uh, in the beginning, it's God himself. And then it says, It's already an angel. Another one from Rabbi to Rabbi Barmari, people say that um, uh, if you hang out with the rich, you'll, uh, you know, it'll rub off on you. Okay, the wealth will rub off on you. We learned that from the Pasuk, so by hanging out with Avram, he also got wealthy. Uh, Rav Hanan says somebody who is Moser Din al Chavero, if he uh, complains about his friend um, that Hashem should punish him, then usually he's suffering that same punishment and first. And that's what Sari said to Avram. She's angry at Avram, and Avram ended up having to eulogize Sarah. Um, and that's um, and then it gives other examples that the the one who complains is usually suffers more than the one who is complained about, um, <coughs> and it's memar in the tzoyik before the nitzak. Next thing, Yitzchak says, don't ex, don't let a curse be um, light in your eyes, even of a minor person, because the curse of Avimelech was fulfilled in her children. He said that you hid something from me. By uh, not letting me know that you're that you're his wife, and that caused me a lot of pain, may it be your, Hashem's will that uh, you'll have a son who's <coughs> who's kisuye uh, naim, who's also doesn't see, and that was the case that uh, Yitzchak was not able to see. Uh, Rebbe Vo says a person should always be the one who's chased rather than the ones who chase, um, and uh, not be the aggressor, and that's we find that from. The only kosher bird on the Mizbech, there's a lot of kosher birds, the go on the Mizbech, there's only one, and that's the dove or the pigeon, which is the most you know, 
beaten up or chased up the herd, um, and it's kosher for the mizbeach. Okay. <coughs> Next, we got into back on the topic of the of the mishnah. Somebody says to somebody else to blind him. You don't you don't do it, and if you do, you pay. And even if he says on the condition I should be potter, you still pay. So um, why is it? Um, um, what about the by the by the by the clothing or by the kalim? You, 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 if he says I'm not liftar, you do pay. So first off, it says that the person is never mochel al rashi evarim, so that's different. So the Gemara says, but what about the pain? And uh, uh, is a person mochel pain? And by pain, in fact, he doesn't pay if he says, you know, slap me across the face. I'll, on the condition that you be putter, uh, you are putter. So he didn't have an answer. So he said, maybe you have an explanation. He says, maybe it has to do with another thing called pagam mishpacha. It's like a denigration to have a relative or a family member that's maimed. Um, and that is why he's not in so much in charge of his body, even if he himself doesn't care, but other people do. So Rav said in the name, um, so Rav also said that that's the reason Rabbi says it's because people aren't moichal al rashi avarim, and Rabbi Yechonon says there's sometimes a, a yes that's a no, and sometimes a no that's a yes. You got to look at the context. The guy says, "Slap me across the face, hit me, al menas liftar," and he says yes. That's a yes. That's really a no because he means sarcastic, and he says, "Tear my clothing, um, um, only if I'm potter," and he says, "Well, I'd be potter," and he said, "No, yeah, no means a yes." Okay, so con- contextually. Um, um, what you don't get it didn't that? Some, uh, because yes. if he's saying no, obviously he asks you to he asks you to tear his garment, let's say, and I says I'm not going to have to pay for tearing it, right? And it's like no, or like whatever. I, I says, do I have to pay? So he's or no, the other way around. <laughs> I'll be potter from paying, right? And he's like, no. It's clear, obviously, yeah. if he's asking, whatever his answer is, it means yes. Okay. Because it could be done, easy. And there's no damages to the guy that does. Right, if it's on no the body, it's not him. the same thing. And if, okay, that's all. Now, uh, next thing, the guy says, break my thing, so he says, you're chayv. Problem is, is that, uh, why is he obligated, to, to, if you only when you're given something to watch, not something to destroy. So, um, um, so the Gemara says... But he told him to start with to, to watch, and then he told him to break it up. No, so that, that was the final answer. You jumped to the end. The Gemara's question, okay. the Gemara's yeah. question was that I don't, it, just if he tells you to break something, why is that at all responsibility? You never were given the, the obligation over it to watch it. So that the Gemara ended up saying... Um, well, maybe it was first came to your hands or didn't come to your hands, and uh, the other one. And the rabbi says that uh, um, both of them are implying that it came to your hands. So rabbi says it did come to your hands, and one is that he gave it to you to watch, and then he says break it, and the other one he didn't give it to you to watch. He just said he gave it to you to tear. So that's a different story. The problem is is that we had a story with the wallet. That was a tzedakah for a tzedakah, came to Pamadisa, and Rav Yosef gave it to somebody who was negligent, and then it got stolen. And uh, Rav Yosef said, you have to pay. And Abai uh, said, but didn't it say that it's only when you're given to watch and not to give out to the poor? And that was the job, to give out to the poor. He says, no, the poor in Pamadisa are 
they get a flat rate of every, they get a set amount every week for Shabbos expenses, whatever it is, and um, it's, um, and therefore it's claimable, and therefore it is a, sh- a sh- regular shmir. it's not giving out um, to whatever poor come your way, because then it's not claimable. So anyway, the poor was there. That was the Extra story. And, and that was the end. Much, then again, doesn't... Right. That was the end of the eighth chapter. Brings us to the ninth chapter. But Rabbi, don't yeah. we ever say before that even if the poor, I mean, he's accustomed to certain things, you know, then then we really were supposed to support him the way we take custom to do it. And he's accustomed to have more than that, so he, he got it. So it should be really okay. No, like, let's back it up. You're not... Uh, I'm mixing uh, two, different, mixing things two different things Yeah, let me explain. I'll separate it. I'm going to separate the math. <laughs> if you have somebody who was very wealthy, and then he took a turn and was poor, so the proper tzedakah is to get him back to his wealthy level. So if he's used to, if he's used to fine foods... You have to pay. You have to. You, you have to give charity that he should have fine foods. Just not. You can't give him just the basic potato okay. potato peels for dinner. That's not. That's not right. Okay. Now, that, now what we're talking about over here is a different Pumbedita. thing. In Pumbedisa, the poor were people who. What the problem is is that when I give you something, what creates responsibility is that it's you're supposed to keep it and not just give it out. That's when you're responsible here. His job was to give it out to the poor, and he is also, and he's still responsible. That's contradictory, right? If, so the answer is, is that there's two kinds of giving out. If it's I give it to you to give out to the poor, whichever poor comes your way, <coughs> there's no cheshben. If a poor man asks you, you're supposed to give it out. So since it's uh, it's uh, it's like an unclaimable fund, because any poor man, it doesn't have to be this one. Maybe it's going to be given out to a different poor man. So no poor man has a claim, a legal claim to it. That's the case in most cities. That might be right. But in Pumbedisa, the reason, since it's an organized society, that all the poor know, they get a set amount every week. They come in, they get their Shabbos expenses paid, whatever it is. So therefore, it's lishmar, and it's claimable, because every poor can say, that's my money. I know exactly how much it is, because I get a set amount every week. So it's claimable, and that's why he's, it's for watching. And since it's for watching, he's responsible. That's it. So my question is a double question. First of all, about Pompadita. I mean, if the guy is used to have so much more, they really should give him so much more. You're asking a cash on Pompadita. Uh, that I was know, the nature of Pompadita. It's cash They knew, right, they knew uh, who were the people, that's all. Now, they were poor people that were always poor, I don't know. As far as they're concerned, they're all in the same class. And that's they, what it was, yeah. Food stamps for everybody. Exactly. exactly. All right. Anyway. He's trying to come up with all kinds of answers. Okay. They're good ones, though. Okay. I'm not going to argue with that. All right. Next, Perik. So somebody steals wood, and he makes something out of them. Wool, and he makes clothes out of them. So you pay, you don't have to give back your suit that you made from the wool that you stole. What if you stole a cow that was pregnant and then it gave birth? Or a, a, a sheep that was laden with, with wool and you sheared it? You pay the value of what you stole, which was a pregnant cow or a laden sheep uh, that's ready for shearing. What if you stole a cow and it became pregnant by, you, by the thief? Well, you stole, uh, 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 stole a sheep and it became uh, grew the wool to, to, by, by him. So um, you pay Kishas Exela. That's how it works. Um, and that's the rule. All Kazanim are paying Kishas So the first thing, 
the Gemara's diok is, is that it sounds like only when you actually make a proper vessel out of it, not if you take raw wood and, and smooth it out to make it into, like, you know, smoothed out wood. That's what it implies. Wool, it sounds like only when you make it into clothes and not when you whiten it. Um, problem is, is that the we brought a, quoted a price that says that when you steal wood and you smooth it, or steal stones and uh, smooth the stones out, um, wool and you whiten the wool, or flax and you clean the flax, all of those is considered a shinoi that you pay kishasa as it was when you stole it. So um, <coughs> that's the stira. So my answer is that our Tana is talking about the shinoi derabanan, because all the cases in the Mishnah is it in fact a lighter shinoi, because all of these are what we call reversible changes, and surely a shinoi deraisa would work. So in other words, when you take an eights wood and you make it into a keli, we're talking about wood that's already finished wood, and you made uh, boards, and uh, and you could just take them apart and. You know, it would be back to the two by four, the smoothed out two by fours that it was started off with. It's shinoi that's hadr libriyasa. Um, you could just take them apart. Wool, same thing. Uh, you took wood, made it into clothes. You wove it into a clothing, into a uh, you know knitted it into a sweater. You could just pull the string and it comes right back to the strings. Um, it was right. It was uh, spun wool. It was thread, and you could re reconstitute it back to thread. So it's again, choser libriyasa, and um, and the tana uh, that's and the and, and the the tana and the brisa he was talking about shinui deraisas only and not talking about shinui derabanos, and that's why those are valid those are perfect big changes. That's one answer that we saw. Ravashi offered a different answer. He says that our tana is also talking about shinui deraisas, and what it means ate him and made into a keli. It's like taking a block of wood and making it smoothing it out to make it into a, a pestle, uh, which is also just smoothing it out. That's all he did. Um, wool, making it into clothing, it's felt where you just press it. Okay, you didn't actually m- make it into threads, and that's a shinoi that's not choser. And the libon, um, so that's the story. The Gemara says, "What about libon? Is that a shinoi?" Um, so then, where it says, um, um, "Once, what we saw in the price is that it is a shinoi." The problem is, is that it says by Rashi's Agez that if you didn't give the race that gets before dyeing it, your butter. But if you whiten it and didn't dye it, you're still chayv, meaning they still combine till the hitting the shear of uh, of the amount that you have to give races a guess from. So uh, of the wool to the coin. So Abai says it's not difficult, it's Rab Shimon versus Rabbana. Um the Bryce says that if you shear, uh, spin, weave, it doesn't combine because you it, it, you have to keep it in the raw state till you get the shear to be chayiv reish zagais. If you widen it, Reb Shimon says it doesn't combine, and the Chum says it does combine. Rabbi says you don't have to say that it's all Reb Shimon, and the and the answer is one of them he's talking about where he just combed it by hand, and the other one is where he used an actual comb to shape the wool into uh, processing it. It's a bigger process. Pchir says one is where he cleaned it, like you know, just like with water, and the other one is where he actually bleached it, which is you know a major change, and it doesn't go back. Um, so the Gemara says it sounds like uh, dying, according to Reb Shimon, is not a shinoi, uh, but libun is a shinoi, and uh, the Bryce says so. So uh, if you dye it 
um, it still combines. According to Rav Shimon Yudin, the name of Rav Shimon, Suvol is mitztarif, um, but uh, so and Libun is not. So what's the difference? So the Gemara says there's two kinds of. So first we said there's machlokus in what Rav Shimon's opinion is. The Rabbanan in Rav Shimon or Rav Shimon Yudin Rav Shimon, and then Rava says no, they could be re- really not arguing. Um, it depends on the the, the uh, dye uh, isn't a permanent coloring. It colors, but you could you could wash it out with soap and it'll come right out. Um, and the case where the dyeing does make a difference is one that holds fast, like uh, indigo, which is a type of dye that doesn't really, you can't get it out. Once it's in there, it, it, you can't clean, you can't bleach it out so easily. All right. Anyway, that is where we left off. That's the review of yesterday's